Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. And I'm in love with sea change. I'm John. Sea change. Or sorry, <laughs> I'm in love with sea spray. The episode's called Sea Change. It's all dumb. It's episode 33 of season two, and and we're water skiing. Yeah, we are, with sea we spray. We're water skiing. And bumblebee. With sea spray, yes. How, how fast do you figure they have to be going, Paul, to, to get a, a Volkswagen <laughs> yeah. Beetle up on to water keep skis? Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Well, it is a hovercraft. They are pretty fast. It must be really fast. <laughs> they get him over a jump, too, and he biffs it hard. <laughs> yeah. But somehow he can swim. Anyway. They, uh, well, whatever. Uh, wait till we get to the laser fight underwater. Um, they, so they, yeah, Sea Spray and Bumblebee end up on the beach, and they start talking. They look at the first star of the night. They're just sitting there looking at the star. They each make so a wish. First star, let's make a wish. Sea Spray doesn't want to tell them what it is, because, you know, then it won't come true. We're going to find out later. It's basically to be a real boy. And it, it it just kind of zooms in on the the star that they're looking at though. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's an inhabited planet. Like mm. no, you can only see five planets from Earth: Mercury, if you're lucky, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. All right, with binoculars you can even see four of Jupiter's moons. That's actually true. Maybe. And even with a cheap telescope, you can see Saturn's rings. But that's it. Like you're not seeing planets in another galaxy. And what, wherever it is, it's like it's one of those classic 80s space shots where there's five planets just in the same <laughs> shot. They're all just sitting near each other, hanging yeah. out. Hey, what's up? <laughs> they, we go to this planet, and it's basically, it's very much like we saw in Titan. There's a, a group of aliens who what do they call? I, I looked it up. It's spelled T-L-A-L-A-K-A-N. Tlalakan? Wow. I just gave up. Yeah. Because I say it a couple times, and I'm like, what did they say? Seriously, and every time somebody it. said the name of this species, it sounded like they were having a stroke. <laughs> we meet a guy called Deceptitran, who's an old school Decepticon, I guess. Yeah, he's he's like way, way, way old. He's, he's an early model, this guy. Yeah. He's kind of fat, too, you know what I'm saying? He's kind of like a, and he's got these two long octopusy kind of arms. <laughs> like he's weird looking thing. He is a creepy looking uh, Decepticon or Deceptitran or whatever he is. But the, the people of the city have a bit of a revolt, as they did on Titan. Uh, and he has mm. these droids. Oh, he brings one of the, oh, this is what it is. He brings one of the slaves in and sucks the energy out of him. Yeah, it's kind of fills a in. really kind of a, a creepy scene for a kid's show. Like, they, really like they strap him down into this chair, and it's like, oh, my God, what are they going to do to him? And like, like, it doesn't kill him, no. obviously, like it's a kid's show. But, no, they drain all the energy out of him, and it turns it into an Energon cube with this elaborate machine. And then they just take him back out and throw him in the street. Like, yeah. Okay, I guess it was just his turn. Like, this wow. brings up something crazy, because was, we're going to, yeah. Megatron shows up later into the this planet, which after this episode, you could argue that Megatron now would possess the technology or could possess the technology yeah, to withdraw Energon from humans, and that would change the landscape of his plans on Earth. That would be crazy. He probably wouldn't use the idea, though, because he didn't come up with it. So, no, stupid, <laughs> not doing yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so the populace revolts after uh, a Deceptitran sucks the energy out of this dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he the, has the his... one guy's had enough. He just knocks his robot into a pool of water, and it yeah. like immediately explodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's electric, so yeah, water and electricity. But later we but go... They, they, they dive in, and now they're swimming with mermaids. Like what? Well, they're the not f- just swimming with mermaids. Well, Don't some of them turn into mermaids? Yeah, well, yeah, we, we get to that eventually. Yeah. But at first I was like, what? what is going on here? <laughs> with the exception of the leads that this show buries, like what, you know, this one here, how did they turn into 
the mer people. There's a lot of stuff in this episode that's just like, oh hey, by the way, <laughs> oh and this also. <laughs> yeah. So we we go back to Sea Spray wishing on the stars, and uh, he gets a message from Deep Space. Yeah. Deep which which, space. which reaffirms what you were saying, Paul, uh, or, or reinforces what you were saying in that this is not an Earth solar system, but somehow they were seeing this planet. No. So uh, Optimus sends Perceptor, Bumblebee, and Sea Spray inside of Cosmos to investigate the message. Yeah, and Find it out. turns it's, it's, out it's some kind of yeah. They they figured out on the way there, like they're like okay, it's a message. We don't know what it is, but go anyway. Oh. And they figured out on the way there <laughs> that it's a Decepticon SOS, and it's a really really old one, like from the third Cybertron War. He says, at this point, they should be expecting if this is a Decepticon SOS, there's going to be Decepticons coming after us. Maybe we should get home, get some mm-hmm. more help here, and then go back. Right? No, but no, they don't. You're right. If they not. had have turned away, it would have been fine. But they keep going. They get shot down by the droids. Mm-hmm. Cosmos crashes again. He, he's getting really good at crashing. <laughs> he's, he's good at it, yeah. yeah <laughs> he stands up. And he's like, oh, my paint chips, and then falls over. Like, the, the aliens that shot him down were in the city, and they crash in a forest, and then immediately the alien robots are there. Like, how did they get there that fast, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's yeah, a lot of this... Th- Space and, and time and distance, nothing matters in this episode. People are just immediately where they need to be for a lot of it. <laughs> one scene here, uh, the, the girl alien that you see earlier, she grabs one of the, the whips like the slave driver's hat, and she whips down, like she wraps the whip around a tree and pulls a tree down on top of the robots. Like, how strong is this girl? Like, holy frig. <laughs> About as strong as Tiala, Tiana, with the, the Titan episode. Oh, yeah, her, yeah. Anyway, the, the woman, her... Her name is Alana, and she helps uh, the Autobots fight off the droids. And then she introduces herself to Sea Spray, who gets himself a little crush. Yeah, is this the first time you ever met a girl? Sea Spray is like, oh, she's really? my name or something. I don't know. He I says know. some stupid thing. So yeah, he, he's he's got a crush right away. And Megatron, then Megatron, Soundwave, Laserbeak, Rumble, Astrotrain, and Dirge, I believe. And Dirge, yeah, they all show up with, with Astrotrain because here's the Decepticon reinforcements because they got the same signal, right? Like, exactly. How convenient that they both got it at the exact same time, <laughs> even though. It's been like since the third Cybertron work is when they uh, they they go and they meet Deceptitran and he's super happy to see more Decepticons, but mentions how this SOS has been out there for so long. Um, the uh, we go to the locals and they lead the Autobots to the Well of mm. Transformation. This is where we find out why they got themselves some fishtails. Yeah, they they dive in and it can turn them into any form they want, and so they turn into mermaids and then they can live underwater where this Deceptitran can't get to them, I guess. For having a pond or a pool of water that allows you to turn into anything you want, they really don't take advantage of it. No, they don't. 99% of all their transformations are just legs to fishtail yep, and back it. to legs. <laughs> but uh, she warns the the Autobots don't get in the water because, you know, you're robots and it'll frig you up. But they were in water not six minutes ago, and they will be again in less than a minute. Like, they're Autobots. They, they can swim. I, I don't know if it's this just this one... I don't know if it's just this one yeah, magic pool, it. but because they, they do call it specifically that place, the Well of Transformation. Uh, I love, though, as soon as she says, watch out, don't fall in, Bumblebee's standing there and just then all of a sudden goes, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, and almost falls in. So, um, But they say, hey, look, we're going to swim through this Well of of a uh, transformation, meet you guys out at the waterfall. So go meet us at the waterfall. So they go meet them at the waterfall. Yeah, and then immediately the Decepticons attack them and they all fall down the waterfall in commercial break. Yeah. But 
the Autobots are they're just fine, and they enter the secret tunnel underwater to rejoin. Oh, except for except for Bumblebee, yeah, he gets left behind, and Soundwave grabs him Uh-oh, and makes off with him. Yeah. <laughs> the Autobots that did manage to get away, and the mermaids go to this lost city of Atlantis or whatever it is. Like, so I was thinking, where's Nergil? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be funny if he showed up. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> I like this scene right here too because, like, Sea Spray and and some mermen they form this raiding party, I guess. To mm-hmm. and uh, Perceptor and Cosmos put up. Absolutely zero objection. No, like, it's too dangerous or not by yourself. Nothing. It's just like, bye, have fun. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> There's, to be, and also, they did this on the Titan episode as well, where uh, it was, who was it? Was it Perceptor and um, Jazz or Wheeljack? Uh, Jazz was there. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was there. And, and that was very much can. the same, where they were like, <laughs> yeah, 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 just gone can. And that was, uh, very similar where Jazz was like, I'm going to go do this, you do that. And they're like, okay, see you later. When Optimus isn't there, they're, <laughs> yeah. a lot of di- Autobot parties are really good at working together. So the locals attack uh, the the floating city that's run by Deceptitran, and the Decepticons attack them. And then we start to jump around a lot because Sea Spray and Alana, they zero in on Bumblebee's homecoming beacon. So while the troops or the, um, what are they called? Tele-al-clans? While they attack the floating city, Sea Spray and Alana go and they're going to save Bumblebee. And they pretty much do really nothing to deserve that. Like they meet Deceptitran and kick his ass in two seconds. Yeah, and then, spray blows his arm clean off. It's like boom, whoa. So anyway, they so they yeah they they hunt hustle Bumblebee out of there, but Laserbeak follows them. Yeah, spray just throws him into the water with the slaves in their human forms, yeah. <laughs> and then Laserbeak dives in right behind them. Yeah, it's like what the hell? <laughs> and uh, basically tracks them uh, and messages Megatron, and they found the secret city of the Tlaxcalan clans. But in their escape, like the, their only way uh, to retreat into the gate, the only way out is through. Right, even for Sea Spray, she's like, "You got no choice. You got to go through the the well of transformation." Right? Well, actually, no, because she's like, "Don't do it," and he's like, <laughs> "This is where it gets yeah, like, really dumb." This is where, yeah, it's like Sea Spray is mad that she sees him as a robot, but dude. You're an you, Autobot. I know. Like, yeah, he says, is that all you see me as, is machine? Yeah. Because yeah, you're a fucking machine. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So Sea Spray goes into the pool and commercial break. What's going to happen to him? I yeah, wonder. Of course, he turns into this, like, bronze blonde dude with blue eyes. Like, oh, he, he is a Greek is fucking jacked. god. He's Apollo. <laughs> he's swole, yeah. And he's human. He's not the tall cockle no, He's a Mark human, which... I, like this. <laughs> I know! And he I still has mental feet, feet like? which no. serves no purpose. No. Oh. And then, like, they they hug each other, and uh, it only shows him from the waist up, but she's like, ouch, and looks down. And (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, my God. But no, it it pans down, and he still has all feet. (laughs) And he stepped on her foot. So I'm like, okay. Which which (laughs) I guess was just a cheap gag because they throw it away immediately, (laughs) and uh, the two of them jump in the water, and then he's got a mermaid tail. (laughs) Yeah, now, now he's a mer person or whatever, merman, I guess. But... When they come back, uh, she says something that, um, like, uh, she was afraid that someone with a body like hers wouldn't be his type. Like, this is, 
we're getting into like uh, a lot of real heavy subjects here. So. They do get a little. I mean, it's they get as heavy as they can in this cartoon. Even at the end, they. I mean, they pretty much shove it in your mouth of like, hey, it doesn't matter what you look like, you can love anybody. Yeah, well, th- there's that. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but, but it, it would have been yeah. funny if Sea Spray was like, nah, I like that thick ass. <laughs> So um, all of a sudden he talks like that too. <laughs> <laughs> he loses the gerbil. Um, so sea spray again. This just turns his whole transformation thing. It's it's so superfluous to the actual story because yeah. he he they swim down and the Decepticons are blowing up the underwater city using mm-hmm. lasers he underwater. He can't fight the Decepticons yeah. as a mer- yeah they're shooting guns laser guns underwater. Uh, he realizes he can't fight them as a merman, so he starts swimming back to the well. And she goes with him. And, uh, but Rumble is right behind them. Mm-hmm. And, like, she kind of lures him right in. But uh, she tells Rumble to think like a tree because it's his only way to, to be safe or something. So because he's an idiot, he does, and he turns into a tree. Yeah. He's, like, stuck there forever. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's where, if this episode hadn't fallen apart already for <laughs> me, it, it does now in that we establish firmly robots can't go through the well of transformation and you can get away with that one fluke case of sea spray but now rumble can as well so there there should have been some oh but if you've been to earth or if you've recently uh replaced your cybertonium <laughs> then yes you can you can go through transformation but there's nothing they... or, or even sea spray turns into a watercraft well i guess a hovercraft is water yeah. and land but even then, though, no, it's in, he's still a robot. Anyway, right? they, um, the, the two of them fight through the droids, and they confront Deceptitran. And we go to the Decepticons, who are about to finish off the Tolkien city, <laughs> when Deceptitran, he calls them for hell. Okay, this is... Uh, this, I fucking hate this episode. <laughs> this is where it, again, falls apart, where Deceptitran calls... Megatron, he's like, hey, you got to come help me to save the Energon. And Megatron's, yeah, well, fuck you, but I do want to save the Energon, so I'm going to come help. Yeah, exactly. The hell with you. But And then he tells, like, without any convincing, Deceptitran just sends all his droids after Megatron when Alana and Sea uh, Spray show up. Like, it's, yeah, there's and, no the way, moment. Like, he's just like, w- all right. W- when they came through the well last, she turned into an Autobot. Oh, yeah. Like, she, she takes on this robot form, and what does she transform into? A gondola. Like, I not even making that up. Like, all she needs is Giuseppe on the back of the fucking accordion, is, man. Yeah. Like, it's, she turns into a gondola. She turns into a boat. <laughs> yeah. The exploding, like, the vibrations from the city exploding knocks Rumble in his tree form into the well again. And oh, yeah, I yeah. guess he figures out that he can turn back into himself. Oh, yeah. They, sorry, he, he they does. blow up all the Energon. So they blow up the entire uh Alana and, oh, and yeah, Sea Spray blow up yeah, all the energon, the energon uh, cubes. Yeah, Rumble falls in the water. Sea <laughs> Spray's like, oh, I'm sorry for destroying an entire city. And then King Neptune, or whatever his name is, says, uh, it was worth it. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck those surface yeah, people. Right, I don't I like them anyway. We get rid of that Deceptitran. Uh, I didn't want my house anyway. <laughs> uh, and Alana <laughs> comes back as a Tlalakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
So Perceptor hasn't got a clue what this deep space signal is or who it's from, but knows it's a request for help. Fine. But even traveling at the speed of light, which is as fast as anything can possibly move, a message from another star system would take years. This is the first star they see at sunset on the west coast of the United States, so it's actually a pretty good bet that that star is Venus or Jupiter and not a star at all. Or if it is, it's probably serious because Arcturus, the second brightest star visible from California, would be rising behind them. Which means it's probably early November. Because math. Anyway, at sunset in early November 1985, the only planet still above the horizon was Mars, which was 350 million kilometers away and appeared in the sky too close to the sun to be seen. So this is a star. Do the math yourself if you don't believe me. Look at this shit up. It's all out there. Anyway, this star is almost certainly Sirius, which is a binary star system 8.6 light years away. The point is, any message sent from Sirius that reached Earth would take nine years to get there. By the time the Autobots got to this planet, assuming Cosmos can fly at the speed of light, it had been 18 years since they sent the message. So obviously Cosmos, Omega Supreme, and Astrofrain, and all the rest of them can travel at faster than light speeds because they get to these places pretty much instantly. Fine, it's a cartoon, I don't care, let's move on. But what would they do if they got there before figuring out that it was a deceptive... Well, there's another episode of the Transformers, another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, and we'll never have to go yeah. back and see the Tlalakalakaling clan people that again. That was a clunky episode. It was. Well, that was all over the place. Ugh. Well, Paul, if you thought <laughs> this was clunky, wait till next episode. We're going to see, uh, it's called Triple Takeover, Triple Takeover, Triple Takeover. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of clunking in it, believe me. I, I think the best recommendation <laughs> for the next episode is just... Have a good shot of something solid before you come in, and then lower your expectations before watching it. And also lower your expectations before listening to it, because if you listen to this show, you know what to not expect. And also lower your expectations if you find us on Twitter, because we do have Twitter account- yeah. accounts. Uh, I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P. McPherson 1. <laughs> Make sure you uh, rate and review us on your podcast app, but don't rate us lower than expected. Rate, you know, be nice. Yeah, well, yeah. Rate, rate us expecting... <laughs> our high expectations of you and tell your friends and until next time keep on transforming (laughs) see you next time ouch